Hey guys, before the episode starts, just two quick things I want to mention. First of all, for the first eight minutes of the episode, there's this weird hissing noise in Pat's mic again. It happened again for some reason. We really don't know what causes it, and we're really, really sorry about that. But after the first eight minutes, it self-cor- self-corrects itself, so we're, we're, it, the hissing leaves. It's gone, so you don't have to worry about that. And the second thing, uh, I just want to apologize for this episode taking so long. Uh, I'm sure you could hear it in my voice, but I'm still a bit sick. I I caught a bit of a cold or fever or whatever the hell it was. And it really slowed down the process of uh, editing this, as well as having multiple power outages and severe thunderstorms that happened during this week. I have no idea what the fuck is going on, but... Even for this being the shortest episode, it took the longest to edit for those reasons, and I'm so sorry about that. All of this will end very soon. I'm starting to feel a lot better. Uh, My voice is still kind of weird. But yeah, thank you guys so much for waiting so patiently, and also thank you guys very much for helping us reach 300 total views on our streaming platforms that's this is excluding youtube so that that's huge that's a big number so th- thank you guys so much 300 total views wow it, it, it's actually it's quite something uh but anyways uh i hope you enjoy this episode on the unbearable weight of massive talent hello and welcome to the 30th episode of fresh off the reel my name is lib my name is washed up actor and podcast host Pat. And today we're talking about a movie that we actually saw in theaters that we weren't expecting to see in theaters. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Now, before we talk about the movie, I just want to I just want to give it like a little little like tiny bit of a story here. The way Pat and I found out about this movie, we were going to the theater to watch everything everywhere all at once. And then what after we ordered our hot dogs, we passed this the poster for this movie and we we're like we got to watch it. Look how stupid it looks. <laughs> and then we watched it. <laughs> it's so weird that that Nick Cage signed on to make a movie that's just making fun of his career basically. Did he write it? He produced it. He didn't write it. Like I I guess like he he's a good sport about it, right? So like and he clearly, like, had fun making it, but it's just kind of funny in hindsight that he... Because this movie really is just, like, making fun of him and then making fun of Hollywood and making fun of movies in general. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of things I think some actors would be too proud to participate in, but Nick Cage just rolled with it. I, I guess to, like, be Nick Cage, you have to be self-aware, right? It, it's, it's, a, it's a weird movie because he plays himself. All the other actors don't play themselves. They play original characters. Yeah, even even his like wife and childs are <laughs> are original characters. Yeah, <laughs> he has he has an actual wife and children, but in this movie they are characters. It's not them. It's not played by them either. Yep. But the this movie is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I thought it, I liked it more than I thought it was going to. I think it's a, it's a fun ride if you want a, a nice nice family quote unquote family comedy. I think this is really enjoyable. Maybe not for the kids. There's a couple couple of swears. But um, yeah, I think it's fun. Uh, go see it if you haven't. It's a good time. Hey, shut up, Windows. God. 
That that noise. Like, oh, are we gonna keep that in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it in. I was about, I was about to say shut up Zuckerberg, but that's wrong. And then I was gonna say shut up Tim Cook, but that's also wrong. <laughs> it's Bill Gates. <laughs> it's Bill. Well, he's he's dead. Bill Gates. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he's not dead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This has to stay in. That entire sentence was so stupid, man. <laughs> There's so much wrong with the, the, the words that came out of my mouth just There's now. There's so much fine. wrong with what you said. Much like the things Nick Cage says to his family in this movie, because he's a bad dad. Yeah, he's a really bad dad. See, that's a, seg- that's a segue. But before we continue on that segue, uh, Lib, what'd you rate this movie? I gave it four stars. I believe I gave it three and a half. Uh, let me confirm. You did. I gave it three and a half. My my review is I ship Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage for real. <laughs> they are my Hollywood power couple. I ship them for real too. I honestly thought they were gonna kiss in the movie, and I'm like like I I said it as a joke at first, but then I really thought they were gonna kiss. They should have kissed. I, I there was there's a certain point at the end of the movie where they should have kissed. Yes, instead of hugged, they should have kissed. They should have kissed. But anyways, let's talk cinema. So this movie was directed by Tom Gormakin. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, he he hasn't done a lot. He's only done one other movie called That Awkward Moment. Yeah, but that movie's got big talent behind it. It's got uh, it's got like Zac Efron, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan. Apparently, it's not great though. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at the reviews. It's on my watch list. I want to watch it. But like it, 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 it looks like it bombed. But that and this movie are the only two things he's even done. He wrote and directed both movies, and that's it. That's all he's done. It's weird seeing like I, I like Miles Teller is in is in the um the thumbnail I guess for for this movie like the picture. Yeah. And it's weird seeing him like in, like he's a little baby in this movie. Then I saw him in Top Gun recently. And he, he's a he's a grown man now. He's a he's a big boy. This that was this is this twenty fourteen. That's the same year as Whiplash. Yep. And he's in Whiplash. Yeah, Ooh. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was a big year for big year for Miles Teller. Yeah, especially with Whiplash. Like shit, man, that movie. <laughs> that's a good film. That is a film. It is a fantastic movie, and everyone should watch it. But we're not talking about that today. <laughs> He's also in Top Gun Maverick. He's also in Fan Four Stick, another movie we're not talking about today, and hopefully never talk about ever. I'm not even. I'm not gonna watch it. But let's uh, let's uh, let's read the let's read what this movie's about. So the 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 tagline says the most Nicolas Cage movie ever. That is, is true. true. That is true. That is true. So. That is true. Creatively unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, Nick Cage must accept a $1 million offer to attend a birthday of a dangerous superfan. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Cage is recruited by a CIA operative and forced to live up to his own legend, channeling his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. This, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. This movie has a very weird plot. Before we watched it, we didn't look up anything. We went in completely blind. That's how you should watch this movie. This this movie is so unbelievably stupid. It's hilarious. It is, yeah. I also think it's kind of funny that like the like the FBI 
recruits him because of his like legacy because he's such a a legend in movies and i think it's kind of funny because i'm sure there are actually people who look at celebrities that way like that's clearly the joke they're making yeah like oh like nick cage is such a big like action star he must be like larger than life and they they meet nick cage he's just he's basically a fucking bum like (laughs) you know I, i think it's i think it's like a funny kind of commentary they don't really like it's not like a plot point so they don't really do anything with it, but I think I think in hindsight it's funny. Hey, cool jump cut. <laughs> don't you love technical difficulties that lead to jump cuts? Yeah. Uh, let's not let's not pay attention to whatever was going on with Pat Pat's mic. <laughs> yeah, the audio might sound a little bit different because I, I don't remember where my mic was positioned before. It's still in front of my face, so it should be fine. It sounds good. Let's... It sounds the same as it did before. Okay, okay. That's that's, that's all I can ask Just for. without the annoying hissing in the background. Because <laughs> there, sna- there was a snaky snake going... <laughs> I was on Discord for several hours with no hissing, and you hit the record button, and suddenly... Maybe there, maybe there was hissing, and then no one like pointed it out because we weren't looking for it. That is very possible. Is there hissing on my end? No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> if there is, I could not tell you because I can't hear. Oh, you're right. Oh, wait, wait. I don't think we ever established that on the podcast. <laughs> and we're not going to elaborate further. I'm just going to say I can't hear and leave it up to <laughs> your imagination. Pat Pat only interprets what I'm saying. He doesn't actually know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's move on to where we left off. So, yeah, uh, the synopsis is pretty accurate to what actually happens in the movie. Uh, there's not much we have to elaborate elaborate on, but that that's really what this movie is. The movie is like pretty pretty straightforward, and it plays it takes itself like I don't want to say it takes itself seriously because it really doesn't, but like it plays itself straight. Like it knows it knows exactly what it is, and it doesn't try to um, pretend like something it's not. It's very like yeah, this this is what this is. You have to be on board. Yeah. <laughs> now let's 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 go. Let's just do it. Like fuck it. Don't think. Just go. So, so what this movie is, so Nicolas Cage goes to uh, Pedro Pascal's character's house. I think his name is Javi. Yep, Javi. He's like, he gets hired by the CIA to spy on this guy because he's apparently a, uh, a human trafficker. Nick Cage doesn't believe it because he thinks he's a genuine nice guy because he is the only person he has ever met that likes movies as much as he does. And, the, and they just talk about movies. That half of half of this movie is them two talking about other movies, and it's so yeah. good. <laughs> it's just them geeking out about movies, and I think I, I feel like Nick Cage isn't actually like that. Like <laughs> I feel like he doesn't. I hope he's like this. I mean, <laughs> I, I I hope. But... I really want him to be like this because that's 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 so funny. <laughs> this that's like like when we were watching this, we watched this with uh, two of our friends. And then Pat and I looked at each other. We're like, "That's that's us. <laughs> we're losers, just like them." Like they edit everyone around them in the movie thinks they're super annoying. So it's like, it, is is that what everyone thinks when we talk about movies? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, that that's that's it. It's it's just like two two just two guys being dudes talking about movies. It's so fun. It's like it's like really wholesome and genuine too. Like they they really sell you on these guys just being friends. It's it's really cute. And they they start this bromance, which is where they really should have gone with the movie. They should have kissed. Like honestly, 
I think everybody should kiss Pedro Pascal uh, all the time forever. If you haven't seen this movie, here's this is a big spoiler. So uh, if you haven't seen it, watch out. Here's your spoiler warning. But at the end of the movie, it's revealed that everything that happened in the movie was a movie that Pedro Pascal, uh, Javi, and uh, and Nick Cage wrote and filmed together. But the movie yeah. and the movie that they filmed is a movie about Nick Cage and Javi making a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a movieception, really. Yeah, like the the whole like once once Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage like like become friends, and this this is after Nick Cage gets involved with the I I feel we're just saying Nick like I have to say Nick Cage. Yeah, like after Nick Cage gets involved with the FBI, they decide to like make a movie together because it's an easy way to get close to Javi, right? Like to, to learn about him. Because they're, they're trying to, like, get this girl who's on the island. And the easiest way to, like, get intel is to be with him 24-7. And Javi wants to make a movie, so I guess we're making a movie. And the, the big twist at the end is is the movie we're watching is the movie they made. Yeah, so there was... There, everything that happened in the movie, like, didn't act... Like, there was no, like, CIA. There was, like, the, the like an actual thing. They just... They just made this movie. <laughs> you, you don't know that. Maybe maybe it was real and that inspired a movie. You'll, you you yeah, it depends on how you interpret it, right? Yeah, but then but then like there's stuff, like there's stuff afterwards, like uh, Javi dying. Wait, Javi dies in the movie? Like in the in the movie movie? In the in the movie movie. Remember he gets shot. Like him and his girlfriend, they like, they do like a last stand and they get and then they die. Yeah, but I thought Javi lived. No, Javi lived in real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> he died in their movie, but he lived, like, because he was in the theater watching the movie with them, right? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the, this movie. All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the thing we watch on screen is their movie. But again, it's really just, just two, two dudes being bros. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, at the start of the movie, like, you, you get the, you meet Nick Cage, who's, like, at a low point. He's, like, he's, like, his career is dying. He, he, He's like keeps getting shitty roles. He's not making money. He's like losing his passion for for being in the industry. And like the one person he thought he could share that passion with is is his daughter who hates him basically. So like he's about to quit. But like but before he goes to to Javi's birthday because like that's his breaking point. Like I'll do this birthday party and then I'm done. Like I'm quitting. And I guess like like meeting Javi who loves Paddington too and a bunch of other good movies, but specifically Paddington too. That's his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it it kind of like reignites his passion for for being an actor and like being in movies, and I think it's 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 really cute. Like it's just it's just a cute time, and I kind of wonder if Nick Cage like had a moment like that for real, because I feel like that's something actors go through, right? It's like they'll they'll have been working in the industry for so long. Like Nick Cage has been in a movie in doing movies for a long time, right? A very long time. And and I wonder if that's like if he had that moment and and it, maybe that his real life experience inspired this movie. Man, what if this is his last movie? I I I, I doubt it, but like I think this would be a kind of like like funny self aware send off for him because I'm cause especially like after having watched this movie, it, it's it's very obvious that Nick Cage is is self aware, right? Like he knows he's the the butt of a lot of jokes. He knows that his performances aren't always the best, and like they're kind of ham-fisted and stuff. So, like, I wonder if he, he, if he, this was real, like, like at least like 
at some point in his career, he felt like he had nothing left and, and he, he didn't know what to do. And he had this moment with a real person. I think thinking about that makes the movie better, too. And it's already good to begin with. It's honestly a really great movie. Almost every movie that Nicolas Cage has been in is referenced in this movie, mostly by this one scene where they go into Javi's uh, man cave and it's just uh, Nicolas Cage memorabilia. <laughs> they have the, the, a Nicolas Cage pillow. You know, the, the one that you could get on Amazon. In the one movie they don't reference that I thought was weird was... Um, Ghost Rider. Was Ghost Rider, which is funny because they make a joke about, about like stupid Marvel movies coming, like 10 of them coming out of here, but they don't reference the... The elephant in the room. Yeah, the, the 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 fact that he's been in two Ghost Rider movies and the Spider Man movie. Yeah, and they and they are they, they well the Spider Man movie's good, but the two Ghost Rider movies are debatable. He's also in Kick Ass, so like he's in Kick Ass. He's in he's done superhero movies. Yeah, well, I'm sure that 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 joke was about also about him being in cash grab superhero movies. Yeah, he just did for a paycheck. But it's weird that they don't they don't reference any of them. They should. I. I feel like they. They could. They probably couldn't name drop Ghost Rider, but maybe like something, like, just a scene of him on a motorcycle. <laughs> maybe Disney would have had a problem with um with them making fun of Ghost Rider. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who knows? He might come back as Ghost Rider one day. I mean, there is a Ghost Rider in the MCU. There's like there already is one. So I, I don't think Nick there Cage is? would return. Yeah, in Agents of Shield, um, there is oh. a Ghost Rider. Up, Jesus. Okay, is it Nick Cage? It's not. It's not Johnny Storm. Uh, Johnny Blaze. It's another. It's a different Ghost Rider. Okay. It's like the 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 dude with like the the mohawk fire hair. I can't remember his name right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I, it's 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 he has like a he has like a zip up instead of having he has a zip up zip up biker jacket. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it it really doesn't. I, I don't know why I went on this fucking tangent. <laughs> But yeah, they, they they don't reference the Ghost Rider, and I was a little bit disappointed because I think it would have been funny. Uh, the, the 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 one of the really funny uh, references in this movie is uh, they 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 reference uh what's what's the name of the fucking movie where he where he has the two golden guns? It's a big plot point in this movie. But what what movie does it? Is that what? Oh, fuck, was that Snake Eyes? Well, it's Face Off. Oh, fa Face Off, Face Off. That's right. Yeah, he has like two golden guns. They they literally have a face off, yeah. With the guns later in the movie, like the, Pedro Pascal just has this life size model of Nick Cage in his room, <laughs> holding two actual guns. Yeah, like they're, like they're they're the real guns from the movie that Nick Cage is trying to sell to you that he they gave him real bolt real, <laughs> like they they had a real loaded round guns that they used on set. And that someone bought loaded, <laughs> like they they are bullets from Face Off. I don't know, man. <laughs> why did you Why did you send me a picture of Ghost Rider? It's the Ghost Rider. It's Reyes <laughs> from the MC. <laughs> he sent me. I just wanted to prove that I'm not crazy. He just, he sent me a picture of the Ghost Rider from from fucking Agents of Shield. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So it turns out, uh, actually, so Javi uh, did not kidnap anybody. Uh, he's mostly a good guy. It's it's his cousin, right? His cousin is the the actual bad guy. 
Which isn't much of a twist, mind you, but like I, I don't think Pedro Pascal is capable of playing villains. So I like like he's not he's not like intimidating like a bad guy. Has he ever played a villain? I haven't seen anything where he plays a villain. I, I feel like every character except like the Mandalorian. Actually even the Mandalorian, but every character he plays is someone I wanna give a hug to. <laughs> I wanna hug Mando. Yeah, I wanna I wanna hug him. He'll kill you though. Probably, but I will. I'll, I'll be a good hug. Cause, Cause you left fingerprints on his Beskar armor. <laughs> I, I feel like like he's he doesn't have that like villainous like uh, demeanor. Like he can't he can't pull that off. I don't think he's too much of a sweet dude. I mean, uh, he's he's playing Joel in the Last of Us TV show. So, but Joel I'll, is not a not a villain. Yeah, no, he's like, not a I, villain, but he's a very serious guy. So I want to see like how he plays. That'll that. be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, because because Joel is a very like weird character morally, right? It is a zombie apocalypse story, but also like I think most people tend to agree that Joel isn't a <laughs> good person. Like like he he he's uh, he's a good guy making. The dis- like the decisions he needs to, not decisions that are necessarily except for that last one. That last one's kind of big, <laughs> but uh, what in the second game? In the first game, oh. it kind of makes a big, a big stinky. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> he's because he's selfish. But, we won't uh, we won't spoil it because it is a video game, very different from a movie. Also, not a video game podcast. <laughs> yeah, those are those are very like morally gray character to say the least. So I wonder if Pedro Pascal is going to be able to portray that well. I think like Mando is a good tone comparison for for him to like for a, a tone. Um, fuck, brain failed. Own performance, like if you if you want to not not character wise, but I think a performance similar to how he plays Mando can work for Joel. Obviously, like he'll be more chatty because Joel isn't like the quiet badass type. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think like in terms of tone, Mando's a decent fit for for how he could play Joel. Yeah, you know, sp- speaking of speaking of Pedro Pascal playing Mando, I uh, just want to throw this out there because I I just find it really really interesting. That uh, I mean, this is not really a spoiler, but uh, you, the the first time you see his face is in season two, like like in like the third to last episode. And I I just find it really interesting. Oh no 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 no! You see his face for the first time in the in the season finale of season one, in the finale of season one. But uh, I just find that interesting because normally actors want their faces to be shown. Like in movies, like that's part of the contract, right? You pay for the face, and I just find it really, really interesting that like he he was like not only was Disney okay with not showing the face, but Pedro Pascal was not showing not was okay with not showing his own face for the character. I mean, you, he barely even speaks. He barely even speaks in that show. Yeah, his his voice is like there's also like a voice modifier, right? So like if you didn't tell us it was Pedro Pascal and until the reveal where you see his face you might not, you could you can go the whole show not knowing Pedro Pascal is under the mask and and it, it's very uncommon for actors to especially in superhero movies that's why a lot of characters remove their helmets all the time cuz they, they they want their face to be seen right Pedro Pascal just seems like a nice guy to work with yeah no, i'm sure I'm, oh my god he must have been so funny filming this movie <laughs> Did he also produce it? Nope, he didn't. Damn. There were six producers for this movie. <laughs> Nick Cage was one of them, right? Yeah, Nick Cage was one of them. And the director is not one of them. Well, that's normal. That is, Yeah, that's normal. 
but anyways, the, this this movie is like so weird in its premise, because because then like after you find out that that Javi's a good guy and it's 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 the cousin, which is not really a twist because everyone saw it coming from the beginning because the cousin was kind of like hostile to Nick Cage from the beginning. They <laughs> they pit them against each other because the CIA convinced Nick that. Javi is bad, and then Javi's cousin convinced Javi that Nick is bad. So they, they, they like, try to kill each other near the end with the golden guns. Yeah, but they can't do it because they love each other so much. And I think they should have kissed there. They should have kissed there. They should have. <laughs> they should have kissed there. But then they got, like, they got ambushed by the cousin's army or whatever. So, yeah. And then, like, Javi gets kidnapped and, like, Nick has to go save him. It's really funny. <laughs> the, the whole the whole movie is, is just such, it's such a thrill ride. It, I haven't seen a movie quite like this. You know, it, it's a very unique movie. I, I think self-aware comedies can be a very hit or miss. Because, like, oftentimes when, when movies are, like, too self-aware, it, it makes the joke not funny. Cause like you're not making fun of yourself anymore. You're just you're just like you're just making like making a joke out of yourself, but not understanding why it's funny. But I think this movie kind of strikes that balance of like it's it's a really self-aware, but like it knows what it is and it's not trying to to be anything other than than that. It's like yeah, like Nick Cage does a lot of dumb movies. Like yeah, we we know, but like the movie doesn't try to pretend that they're not dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I think oftentimes with self-aware movies is like they'll make a joke out of something or like the cage makes dumb, dumb movies as the joke but the the joke the movie try to make is oh like they're not that dumb though like 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 you know like there there's there's diamonds in the rough but no this movie's like yeah we know Nick Cage's career is is dumb. <laughs> they they make a joke about the bees like they know what they're doing and it's it's really cute. And they they celebrate the stupidity. Oftentimes, like, like uh, self-aware movies don't celebrate the stupidity. They just make a joke out of it. This one really, like, celebrates it. It's cute. Yeah, and the, and the, the, the ending of the movie is actually... It, it's pretty nice. It's, it has a nice ending. Nick Cage and his family are, like, good again. In the movie, I think, like, uh, him and his wife are divorced. Yeah, him and his wife are divorced. And he, he doesn't have a good relationship with his daughter. Because all Nick Cage cares about is his, like, super uber-serious career. And, like, they get back together at the end. Yeah, they, they bond over Paddington 2, the best movie ever made. The best movie ever made. It makes you cry. <laughs> I love that that whole scene, by the way. It's like when, when Pedro Pascal introduces Paddington 2 to Nick. It's it's so funny. It's, like, you guys gotta see it. They ask, like, the question. You never ask movie people. It's like, oh, what's your favorite movie? Like, you can't do that, right? It's such a... It's such a broad question. And, like, Nick Cage struggles to answer it. Then Pedro Pascal's like, oh, no, I have a favorite movie. You ever seen Paddington 2? <laughs> <laughs> and then the kids, it goes on this big, like, spiel about, like, there's so many movies. How do you, how could you pick Paddington 2? And they watch it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a cool meta joke. All, all you movie people out there know what Paddington 2 yeah, is. You, you know, yeah. you know the joke. <laughs> and then, like, it, it comes back later. It was, like, earlier in the movie, the way Nick Cage bonded, quote-unquote, with his daughter is to force her to watch movies he liked. And at the end, he lets her pick a movie, and the movie she picks is, is Paddington 2. And like, Nick Cage is just like, yeah. <laughs> now that's a film. I, I, I need to watch that movie again. 
it, it's actually like a good movie. It's good. Like, I, I it's, it is good. Like, and Paddington three is supposed to come out next year. We all know like the meme, but like Paddington two is genuinely a good movie. We should cover it on the podcast. <laughs> you know, let's. We we should we should do a live live review of that where we eat marmalade sandwiches and talk about Paddington two. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. April Fool's next year. April Fool's next year. Marmalade sandwiches live reaction of Paddington 2. You heard it here first. We might not Marmalade actually Marmalade sandwiches that. and tea. Disclaimer. Probably won't actually happen. Yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> there are legal reasons we probably can't do that. But hey, we might find a way. There's some YouTubers that have found a way. You ever seen Cosmonaut Variety Hour? I love that channel. I love Mr. Contrarian Man. He's not that much of a contrarian. He's a no. Okay, okay. That's that's a conversation for the. <laughs> <laughs> he posted a video. Where he's like, "Am I a contrarian?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I didn't, I didn't even watch the video. But like, yes. And I kept. Okay, I kept but all, I watched the video. All he did is uh, go to IMDb movies that have really bad ratings, and he says if he also thinks the movie's bad, it doesn't it doesn't really prove anything. That's not how you you like obviously like like if a movie's bad on IMDb and you're saying it's bad like. Like, that doesn't not make you contrarian. Make you contrarian. Like, you have to look at popular movies. And if you don't like the popular movies, then for, like, all the popular movies, and all for the same reason, and you're just being a contrarian, right? That, that, that's how it is. But, yeah, but he's not. I think he's a bit of a contrarian. No, but, but, like, <laughs> but, like, if you're a contrarian, you do it for, for attention. He just doesn't like the movies. That's not necessarily true. It doesn't have to be for attention. Like you, you think you think I I dislike Drive for the for the attention. No, I think you dislike Drive genuinely. But I think if you disliked every movie that was good that came out, like not good, but every popular movie that came out, I think you you, you would be a little bit of a contrarian. But it, he doesn't do that. There's a, there's a couple examples of him being a contrarian. Okay, whatever. We'll, we'll, this, we're, we're getting off track here. <laughs> this is a weird one. Anyway. We're getting off track. Anyways, uh, bottom line, this movie's pretty good. I think it's still showing in theaters, so go ahead and uh, take a watch if this review interested you in any way, because this, this is a great movie. It's, and it's, it's made, it's made even better if you, if you, like film yeah i think if you're if you're into movies as like a as a whole as a medium if you like movies this is really fun like there's a lot of references here not not just to nick cage stuff but to the wider film industry it's a fun time i, I think this is probably my my it might be my favorite nick cage movie. like my favorite unironic i i love stuff like um like uh face off and shit but like i like face off like as a joke like, Face Off isn't good, but I think, like, both Nick Cage and John Travolta overact so much that it's funny and enjoyable in that sense. But I think as, like, a genuine experience, this might be my favorite Nick Cage movie. I've only seen five. Two of them are The Croods, and one of them's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, so... <laughs> well, a Spider- like, I'm not counting Spider-Verse when I say that, because, like, I don't think that's- it's my favorite movie of all time, right? It's I don't think that's fair. It's not a Nick Cage movie. It's not a Nick Cage movie. This is this is a Nick Cage movie. And, in the, and in that sense, this is the only Nick Cage movie I've seen. <laughs> True, because I've I've never seen National Treasure. Like I I like National Treasure. I like The Wicker Man. I like I like those movies. But like, I think as a genuine performance, this movie is like a really really fun. It, it's not like this this big epic performance from Cage. He, he's definitely like done better performances. 
he's definitely like done more enjoyable performances because if you want overacting screaming nick cage you're not gonna get that here but i think as a genuine movie this is this is a really good time yeah. it, it might be one of the the very few genuine experiences he put out in a long time it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it it's it's really really good like it like i said before four out of four out of five from me uh pat gave it uh, three and a half, three and a half. <laughs> good movie very good movie yeah, I, I, i'd see it again i'd show it to my friends yeah definitely but now it's uh it's time to move on to our next segment backlogged we're, we're skipping off the presses again because uh, we're again we're testing out the waters to see if we should keep that as a segment uh, in case you missed the last episode but yeah just feeling for it just like yeah, it. we're just we're just feeling for it. We're, we're gonna talk about it more on our own time, and we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, and and again, just like we said in the last episode, but just in case you missed it, once we make our final decision whether we we're gonna cut the segment or keep it going, we'll uh, elaborate more and let you guys know all about it. But for now, it's just a test. Any coming changes to the podcast, and by changes I mean permanent changes, uh, you will all be kept in the loop. But for now, it's we're just gonna feel things out. Yep. So we're just going to go straight into Backlogged because last episode, Pat recommended me a movie that I wanted to watch for a long time and forgot existed, Last Night in Soho. Yeah, the original plan was like we were going to see this in theaters together. Due to uh, COVID-19, we were not able to see it in theaters together, but I saw it. I liked it. I liked it so much, I recommended it to Lib. About a year later. <laughs> yep. And uh, I finally watched it, and you know what? It's pretty good. This is this is the most mixed reception Edgar Wright movie, I think that's that that he's ever done. Yep, it's one of those movies where you either love it or you hate it, and I, I think there's a lot on both ends of the spectrum to to like experience. Like there there's a lot to love here. There's a lot to be indifferent towards i i understand why people who walked away at this out of this a little disappointed feel like i get it but personally i i quite enjoyed it yeah i thought i thought it was great like uh, i i do feel like it was, we, we were talking about it off the air and pat mentioned something that I, I think is probably true that if i watch this again i'll probably like it less and i'll like it less and less with each rewatch because it's, it's really... It, there's a lot of twists in this movie. It's a very twisty movie. Yeah, this is, this is a murder mystery directed by Edgar Wright and all his Edgar Wright charm. See, I just I just think... my I gave it four stars, first of all. I gave it four stars. Pat, you gave it four and a half. Yep, I think I would lower it to a, to a four. And, and like looking back on it. My my problem with it is I don't think horror is Edgar Wright's genre. It it it, it was scary at some points, like the, the the like the ghosts of the dead people that show up when they have like no mouth. They're pretty scary. The it's just the I don't think the CG is very good. It doesn't really portray what what the feeling I'm supposed to be having. I think. Because this is a movie about, like, the reality of, you know, being a ballroom singer slash dancer in the 60s. I, I think this concept can work in a horror movie. It does, uh, yeah. I, no. just don't, I just don't know if Edgar Wright is the one I'd put in charge of it. I think his style oozes out here very well. I, I like it. But it's it's a little light on the scares, at least lighter, lighter than I wanted it to be. 
And I, I think under a different director, they would have they would have made it more terrifying, right? Imagine, imagine if this was directed by Jordan Peele. Yeah, I think Jordan Peele would have been able to do this this story. Maybe not better, but like they would they would have excelled more on the horror aspect of things. Right. Edgar Wright doesn't necessarily do scares super well, and this movie doesn't really change that. Like, like I think Shaun of the Dead, like it, it's as scary as something like Shaun of the Dead, where like it's a zombie movie, but it's a comedy, so it's not too it's not super scary. Well, it's not supposed to be scary. Yeah, it's also not supposed to be scary, but it's in a, it's in a scary genre, and the same kind of thing fits here. Whereas this is meant to be a horror movie, but it's not scary. It's not that scary. The re- really. The, the scariest thing in this movie is is really just the, the reality of of it yeah it, it's it's scary for a different reason like it's more of a thriller than a horror movie like there's this like my favorite scene in the whole movie there's this great scene where i, I think it's either thomas and mckenzie or annie taylor joy i can't i can't remember which one but they're walking down a hallway and they're like looking into like each room and there's like we can't talk about what they do on this sh- on this show but they're doing some shit to the to the guys, you know. You know what scene I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we can't necessarily talk about exactly what they're doing, but it's it's. I really like that scene because it it did scare me, but it's not like a jump scare scare. It's like oh fuck, that that is what used to happen back then, and that that might still be happening today, and we just don't know. Yeah, it is, and, and and I think that's where that's where like the the fear comes from. It, it's 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 scared. It's scary because that's a reality, and it's scary because it's uncomfortable, not because it's like jumpy, jumpy. They're not. These aren't jump scares. If, there is a jump scare in this movie. There's a few, but like it's it's not scary for the same reason um, like traditional horror movies are. It's scary because. Um, because it's it's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a it's an extremely uncomfortable movie. Uh, but I think like once the, I don't want to spoil the movie, uh, for people who haven't seen it. But once the like the big reveal of who the killer is, once the killer is revealed, the movie becomes n- not a horror anymore. Now now it's like an action movie, and I, I think that's where the fault happened. I think that's why a lot of people don't like it is because of the third the third act. When the the killer's revealed, I think the third act is is the least interesting part. Yeah, I really like the first two acts because I I love the 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 constant swapping between the sixties and and the, the modern day and how they both kind of affected each other. I think it's I think that was like super interesting, and and in the end it just kind of becomes a like you're you're kind of slapped with the reality. Yeah, right. And and it's cool. Like, like the twist villain here is actually like like pretty interesting. Yeah, it's a good twist villain. Yeah, because like right to the very end, you're you're kind of you're kind of set to to believe a certain thing, and, and and even like when the twist is revealed, you're like not sure if that's what that's what the case is. But it's it's really it's really good. I I, I really I really liked it. But it becomes more of a traditional like thriller by that point. And it 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 doesn't necessarily have that same feel the rest of the movie has. But besides that. Uh, everything else in this movie has Edgar Wright written all over it. Like, it. There's a lot of little details and hints. You could actually, uh, I, I watched a video about this. You could actually, there, there is an actual mystery here that you can solve yourself. You can figure out who the killer is before it's revealed with all the clues that they give you in the movie. If you pay attention to background details and, uh, and you really read into dialogue, you can figure out who the killer is 
before it actually happens. Like there's there's this one uh, there's this one scene where the 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 lady who lets Thomas and Mackenzie stay at her place, she says that during the summer, it, it, like the room starts smelling bad because the smells come up. And it's it's like oh that, after you watch the movie it's like whoa that's 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 Edgar Wright right there. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, uh, Miss Collins, that's her name. Speaking of uh, her, she's played by Diana Rigg, who was Tracy in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I just wanted to put that out there because that's such a that's such a cool little fact, such a cool little thing. Yeah, it's cool for us James Bond fans. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for us James Bond fans, if you if you didn't know, uh, Diana Rigg actually sadly passed away on the the 10th of december 2020 which means she she died before this movie actually came out which is pretty sad oh it's a tragedy when actors don't get to see their 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 work on you know it sucks yeah like with the uh, uh heath ledger with uh, the dark knight yeah she was quite old though. but the, this is this was a great performance from her she like she, she she's very convincing uh, and every performance in this movie is great. Uh, Thomas and Mackenzie is excellent as always. Everything she's in is great. Anya Taylor Joy, although her face scares me, <laughs> she was really good here. Yeah, I, I think all the performances here are really good. Matt Smith is great. I love Matt Smith, except in Morbius. <laughs> um, Matt Smith in Morbius is fantastic. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, that that's 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 pretty much it. So that's 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 my review last night. So four out of five. I I I really really liked it. Though I'm 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 scared to watch it again because I feel like if I do I, I won't like it as much. Yeah, I I think it's definitely weaker than like the Cornetto movies. I I would personally put stuff like Scott Pilgrim over it, but it's it's about on par with Baby Driver for me in terms of my enjoyment, which is not a bad thing because I love Baby Driver. Um, but it's just something has to be at the bottom, right? Yeah. At at this at this uh at this point uh I've I've seen five Edgar Wright movies. Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim, This Last Night So, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, oh, that's that's four. That's four. Okay, I've seen four uh of these movies. So I haven't seen Hot Fuzz and World's End, and I haven't seen Grindhouse and the Sparks Brothers yet. So right now, Last Night So is my least favorite Edgar Wright movie, and my my most favorite still Baby Driver. But that might change because we're actually gonna review Hot Fuzz soon. So uh, we we might uh that that might change because a lot of people really like hot fuzz and i've only heard good things only heard good hot things fuzz is a very different movie compared to this one but i i love it well yeah well every edgar wright movie is different compared to this like this is horror but uh pat it's time for for you to recommend me something no it's oh, time oh, for you it's time to recommend me, me sorry <laughs> oh, you're right you're right it's time for me to recommend you something i i i switched it up i made i made a bit of a mistake there <laughs> bit of an oopsie a bit of a, a bit of a a yikes, a bit of an ouch. Okay, so there's not a lot on your uh, on your watch list that I've seen anymore. I, we're kind of running out of movies here. We're kind we're kind of running out. So I just I I've wanted been, to. I've been like, I've been adding to my watch list like slowly, like making it more. Yeah, I know, but I haven't seen the movies you've been adding. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's fair. But there is a movie here that I have seen that you haven't. And it's a kind of obscure one. We've talked about it before. Oh, interesting. It it was kind of it's kind of just like something, you know. It's it's just it's just it's a it's it's just a movie to to watch. Like, there's not there's not a lot of context here, right? So Pat, you like animals, don't you? Yeah, the animals are are cool. I'm I'm uh, I'm not a pet owner myself, but uh, I think animals are pretty. You, cool. you like you like when they walk on two feet? 
I like that less, <laughs> but sure. You like that less? You don't like anthropomorphic animal movies? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Dude. I think I know. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a certain Disney movie you haven't seen yet, Pat. Yeah, I know. I know. I have not seen uh, Zootopia. So, yeah. Speaking of murder mysteries, I'm gonna make you watch Zootopia, which is another murder mystery. I've actually not spoiled on this either. I I, I don't know anything about this movie. You don't know anything. Which is surprising. I don't know anything about this movie. I I think it's neat. I think it's great. I like it, it's not it's not my favorite Disney movie. I think it's really good though. I all I know about this movie is there's a certain fan comic out there. Oh god. If you know, <laughs> if I'm not going to elaborate further because it's not podcast friendly. Please stop. But if you if you know, you know and that's quite literally the only thing I know about Zootopia. Well, uh, let's make it uh, not the only thing. Let's change. Let's change that. Let's change that. You should watch Zootopia. It's a great film. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard good things about it. I just. I. I haven't had the time. I'm not that I haven't had the time. It's at the at the time, I didn't have the time, but then I just forgot about it. Yeah, I'll give. Yeah, I'll kind of like what's last night in Soho. You have to stop recommending each other bangers. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Here's something that might convince you a bit. Uh, uh, Id Idris Elba plays uh the chief of police in this movie. I am sold. Yeah, now I'm you're sold. sold. Now you have to watch it. <laughs> But with that, uh, that, that's going to be it. So next episode, Pat's going to talk about a bit of Zootopia. Uh, and then he's going to recommend me something else. Because that's how it works. You got, you get our drift. We've been 30, ep 30 episodes of this. You get the drift now? I'm recommending him some garbage. <laughs> and then I'm going to recommend him some garbage. And I have a, I have a movie in mind already. <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm going to recommend him, like, a Scorsese movie. And it's going to be really good. <laughs> I'm recommending you some shit. You're watching Casino. <laughs> Have I seen Casino? I don't even know if I've seen I don't, it. I don't even. I just, just, it's just a movie that gets in my head. <laughs> I can't even I'm remember if I've seen it. But anyways, that's going to be the end of our show for today. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. If you like this episode, you should check out the other ones. If you haven't seen them, which you could find on our link tree, linktr.ee slash fresh off the reel. Make sure to follow all of our socials and uh, check out our Spotify page because... A new episodes are coming out every Monday now. Remember that? The, 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 remember the, 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 the schedule has changed now. We didn't mention it in the last episode because the schedule wasn't changed yet. But now it is every Monday. And next episode, we're going we're gonna to start up a trilogy that we've been wanting to talk about for a long time. It's one of my favorite trilogies and one of my favorite movies that we're starting with right off the bat. Next week, we're going to be talking about Back to the Future. If you follow us on Letterboxd, you'll see that we have both watched this movie recently. Now, and to be fair, we watched it for fun. And I, I, did I had completely forgotten that we planned to record it. <laughs> and then I'm working out perfectly because, yeah, we're, we're talking about that movie, the weird one. It's a great one. It's really good. Five stars, honestly. It's a little weird. Two of your favorite movies are from the 80s that have incest in them. Uh, Star Wars and Back to the Future. Oh. That's an observation <laughs> to end the, the, the recording on. <laughs> See you all in a theater near you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs> This is a this is a sound test. I'm also drinking a Sonic G Fuel, which is a, a in a can, which has double the amount of caffeine that this dosage would have if you were using the powder, and I, it is not hitting me. I think my body might be dead.
what does it taste like? Peach. It's peach flavoring. Peach? Okay. You know like you know like the candy um peach rings? Yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's that flavor. I feel like Sonic would taste something blue. Blue raspberry, blueberry. Well they did they did peach rings because rings. Rings uh, are a thing in Sonic. Oh uh, yeah. That's true. You're right about that. Blue raspberry or like a, a blue lemonade or like a like a pissy shitty kind of flavor would be good for Sonic as well. <laughs> Chili dog flavor. I mean, do it. Amazing. Chili dog G Fuel. Get on this right now. <laughs> Chili dog flavored G Fuel. Well, Pat, you're in luck. It already fucking exists. Have a good one, guys.